broadcast of the Ted and Austin Brewer Show, bringing you the latest world news and health research. Hope everyone's having a absolutely blessed day today. And want to uh, bring something up real quick. Let everybody know. I know I've gotten a lot of emails over this week about the archives and the live shows basically on our website where you click to listen live or archives. You guys on the front page click the button. Uh, we're having some issues this week. We know that. Thank you for the emails. I've gotten a plethora of emails every single day about it. We've got it up working again. Apparently it was some issues with the updates on a lot of the um, the web uh, the webs as far as the browsers, excuse me. And whether or not it's been intentional or not, but we have seen a lot of things culminating uh, from the alternative media side with different companies not having things work, uh, having other aspects of things shut down. So we weren't exactly sure to the full extent of what exactly has been causing it, but so far it looks like we have remedied the problem. Todd, our producer, he's awesome. He's been working on it all week. Looks like we're up and running again. I checked it last night and I checked it this morning. Everything seems to be working perfect on my end. So be sure to update your browser or update your uh, web, you know, as far as clear cache, clear cookies, if you have those on there. That way you can make sure you get all the updates on it. So again, thank you for your patience this week. Also, too, first thing I wanted to bring up on here, speaking of different types of issues with the Internet now, a federal judge has now rejected the request by Parler to have its hosting restored by Amazon. Parler's entire website, as you know, was hosted on Amazon servers, which was a horrible mistake, and uh, was wiped from the Internet amid claims of allowing incitement to violence on January 6th in the Capitol protest. Supporters and advocates of free speech flocked to the platform as a protest against big tech censorship. And anybody saw this, it was groundbreaking what happened. Facebook, Twitter, I mean, it would, people were dropping off in droves by the 100,000. Parler was exploding with growth. And uh, so Parler filed an emergency request in court after they were shut down. However, the U.S. District Judge Barbara Rothstein not even going to get into her, uh, basically said that they did not have a reason, that they did not have legitimate cause to get Amazon to turn their servers back on. And she said that the Amazon Web Services had no obligation to host Parler after it violated their terms of services, which, as we have seen now, there have been horrific things on YouTube and other websites and other social media sites repeatedly that have allowed things to go through never stopped them, never canceled them, never shut things down. But again, as soon as Parler has a few videos of people protesting at the Capitol, all of a sudden it's, you got to shut it down now. And it's ironic, we saw videos all last summer, all last summer, on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, I mean all over the place, of people firebombing cities, burning cars, fighting with federal agents, throwing huge mortar fireworks at federal agents, pepper spray, bear mace. I mean, you guys, you know the whole story. You saw it all. And it was nonstop footage of it all summer long. Ironically, nothing was ever taken down. No platforms were ever disbanded. No platforms were taken offline. Most of those videos never even got taken down. But yet, now all of a sudden, somebody's promoting a constitutional basis of protesting an unlawful government that basically stole an election, and bam, Parler takes it down. So again, keep up the support for Parler. Keep up the support for all of the patriot groups and the patriot sites and the patriot businesses 
that are standing up for your rights. I saw something that was very <clears throat> irritating last night in the National Guard. If you guys saw this now, for literally over a week, the National Guard slept on marble floors, occupied the Capitol for no legitimate reason whatsoever, literally were used like security for no legitimate purpose whatsoever because I guess the individuals that were coming into power were so terrified of we the people. And as of last night, they told them essentially they had no further use for them, kicked them out of the Capitol building, and they are now all sleeping in the parking garage. One of the National Guardsmen said yesterday dozens of senators and congressmen walked up, shook our hands, got photo ops with us, thanking us for our service. Less than 24 hours, they had no further use for us. They banished us to the corner of a parking garage. We feel incredibly Betrayed, he said. They sent him to Dirksen Senate office building and to a nearby parking garage. No internet, one electrical outlet in the entire area of the parking garage, and a two-stall bathroom for 5,000 troops that are being kept at bay in the parking garage with no explanation whatsoever. My friends, if you were in the U.S. military, if you have family and friends in the U.S. military, I highly suggest you forward these articles to them and show them what happens when an out-of-control government has no more use for its military soldiers. They basically dispose of them like they're dogs. This is absolutely irritating to me on the highest form to treat these guys like this after they are already had no need to be in the Capitol building. It was there, and I said this repeatedly, to be an extreme show of force to prove what happens when a tyrannical government is out of control and they do not want we the people showing up and standing their ground again. They bring in 25,000 National Guard members, and when they're done with them, what do they do? They kick them out to the parking garage to go sleep literally on the floor of the parking garage until further notice. Absolutely sad to see this happening to these individuals. But again, it shows you what happens when we have a overthrow of our government, which we just had on Wednesday, Dad. What do you think? Uh, well, let's quote Kissinger. You know, He said, military men are just dumb, stupid animals to be used as pawns in foreign policy. Yeah, that just kind of sums it up on how they feel, don't they? I'm going to say it again. Military men are just dumb, stupid animals to be used as pawns in foreign policy. And, uh, you know, they don't see, you know, military guys as having any worse. They really don't. You know, we're going to figure out we're going to kill X amount this time on this battle, on this surge, on this, you know, hill. It doesn't make any difference. Let's kill this many over here. They don't think about the consequences to all of the families of all the military men and all the wives and all the children when these guys die. They don't care. They don't think about the fact that they're in a parking garage, probably with no heat. You know, that may be heated, may not be heated. I don't know. I haven't seen it. But they put them in a parking garage and just have to give them a bathroom and one outlet. How are they supposed to charge their phones, their iPads? One outlet are going to run 5,000 extension cords everywhere? I mean, no Wi-Fi? I mean, unbelievable. And again, majority of the troops are leaving now. They're being set up and to be go. They said the reason is they're, they're, the reason is taking so long to get them out of there is because they put so many of them in there. Now you think about it. How many troops, full military battle rattle, guns, ammo, full automatic weapons, plate armor, all of the stuff they have on them with them? They've got to like turn that back in, especially the live ammo. They've got to find transportation for them to leave you can't put you know 25,000 troops on a bus 
It doesn't work that way. You know, you may be able to get, you know, you know, a bunch of, a bunch of trains coming in and picking them up out of Washington and trying to take it back to their homes. So it's a real logistics nightmare when you move that big of an army, an entire division, maybe two divisions, depending on the size of the division, into a small area like Washington, D.C. And again, we had one person here. The reason this, this happened, they were in the, in the lunchroom area of the Capitol building and one of them wasn't wearing a mask. And one of the basically democratic you know, congressional leaders walked in and saw a troop there without a mask, pitched a little biatch fit, and had them all thrown out. Yeah, that's why it happened. Now, I mean, think about that for a second. To treat them with that level of disrespect after they were the ones who just allowed you to put in a fake, stolen, fraudulent election senile uh, one with Biden. I mean, it's unbelievable what's happened. And where we're going with all this stuff. But on a lighter note, this is a, this is a funny story. I, I got a kick out of this one. They're saying that, you know, now that people who don't wear masks, they're calling it mask slipping. There's actually a name for it now. When you have the mask under your nose, so you can actually breathe and not pass out and get metabolic acidosis and end up with cancer or heart disease or a stroke or a heart attack or whatever because you can actually get oxygen and you cover your mouth only. They call it mask slipping. And now they're saying, is mask slipping the new man spreading? <laughs> I had to laugh about this. It says, when I saw Bill Clinton mask slip below his nose during the inaugural festivities, I figured, well, it could happen to any of us. But then John Roberts' mask was not entirely covering his nose at different points. Make sure that this is a mask Nazis, by the way. And even Barack Obama mask dipped below the tip of his nose at one point. Do they have nothing better to do than to watch people's masks is what I have to ask at this point. A couple of months back, then President Trump's economic advisor, Larry Kudlow, was spotted outside of the West Wing with his mask down below his nose. I realize it's not a Democratic thing or a Republican thing or an inaugural thing. It's a male thing. Here we go. Here we go. They hate white men. It's a male thing. It's like <laughs> yep. man spreading. It's like man spreading. That's when you sit down and you spread your legs. It's like man spreading, but with masks. Call it man slipping. Experts continue to remind us that to protect ourselves and others against the coronavirus, a mask should cover your face, peasant, from the nose, from the bridge of your nose to under your chin. But too many of us are letting us letting our mask slip. Of course, women wear masks too, and of course they sometimes slip. So I guess it can't be man spreading; it's just woman spreading, I guess. Of course, now with transgenders, you know, if they're a guy or a girl, if they're man spreading and mask slipping. But I see a lot more man slippage. And I'm not going to finish reading you this, but I thought it was so funny. I got a kick out of it that they've got to now categorize you as you're a mask slipper. What's wrong with you, peasant? You can't let your mask slip. I mean, it's just, <laughs> it's almost funny. It is funny, actually. Okay, but here's an, here's an article from Big League Politics from Shane Treo. It says, enough already. QAnon and hucksters now claim Biden will execute the plan. <laughs> It's a tough day for QAnon followers with President-imposed Joe Biden officially seizing power. And some stubborn adherents are refusing to admit the painful truth that their nation has just been robbed via the electoral coup. Some QAnon hucksters are even pushing the lie that Biden is going to execute the elusive plan that the Q supporters have always referenced. X-22's report, uh, major QAnon influencers, one of the three who now claims Biden was part of the QAnon all along. Wait a minute. 
It made you, oh, oh my gosh, you know, X22 had hundreds of thousands of Twitter followers and YouTube subscribers before recent suspensions. Two other QAnon influencers already reposted X22 reports as a new theory that Biden is going to influence and put the plan together for Q. You know, oh I don't even, I, I don't even know what to say because you know, X22 is a pretty big show. It really is. And here they are saying that it's basically going to be done now by Biden. Okay, somebody needs to wake up somewhere and say, hey, this is not okay. And now finally, an article from Swiss Policy Research says that Q. Annan may have been an FBI psych op all along. Wow. And it goes on to say that originally it was thought to be a Russian social media account, but now given revelations by British investigator David J. Blake, who for the first time was able to conclusively show at the technical level, that the Russian hacking operation was a cyber psyop run by the FBI, <laughs> security contractor CrowdStrike. The reports, reports may, in fact, indicate that Q. Annan was neither a host nor Russian, but another FBI psychological cyber operation called COINTELPRO. I have told you guys that repeatedly, by the way. Of note, the U.S. cyber intelligence firm New Knowledge, founded by former NSA and DARPA employees and tasked by the U.S. Senate Intelligence Committee in 2018 with investigating the alleged Russian social media operations related to 2016 United States President's election, was itself caught faking a Russian social media botnet in order to influence the 2017 Alabama Senate race. So guys, FBI Co-Intel Pro. This is contrary to some media claims. A person or people behind the QAnon and persona have never been identified. Woo. Some people speculated that James Watkins, the owner of the HN Acun message board on which Q was posting his messages, might be Q or might be linked to Q. But Watkins denied this. In September 2020, the owner of QMAP, a website aggregating Q message, was identified as a Citigroup employee. We told you that last summer, but again, no actual link to Q could be established. Guys, it's a psych op. I don't know how to tell you that. Let's rip the band-aid off this wretched thing. Let it heal. It's enough. Rip the band-aid off Q. Tell your friends to stop it. Stop sending you this stuff. I mean, it's enough already. I, I, I keep getting deluged with these things. It's a psych op. The same thing the Russians had done to them by the Bolsheviks back in the 20s. It went on for years and years and years, telling that there was a greater plan, a greater good, that the government was coming back, the Tsar Nicholas wasn't dead, his family wasn't dead, they were going to take back power again, and the communists would be thrown out, and they would be executed, and there were going to be 177,000 sealed indictments. Well, I don't know if they said that or not. But we've had to hear that stuff for three or four years. Guys, it's sickening. It's absolutely sickening. And then Trump, ugh, he goes out and starts promoting the Q stuff. Starts promoting, and now we have a Q person in Congress. I mean, are you kidding me? No. I mean, it never seems to end. And why? Why is that? Why is it that Q got so big so fast with the United States, with our people here? It can't be that we're that dumb. Okay. Now, we have been dumbed down. There's no doubt about that. The IQ scores have plummeted since they started shoving fluoride in our face in 46 after they figured out in the concentration, concentration camps in 1945 in Dachau they could use fluoride to make you servile and fertile. You know, the IQs have been dropping down since we started pumping all these pesticides and chemicals into the food supply. 
and giving people tricyclic antidepressants and serotonin reuptake inhibitors and inhibitor thought process. You, okay, we got, so we've got a problem with that. And with all, let's not forget all the autistic children, the millions of those now we have, and all of the brain-damaged children. That all drops the IQ score. So we have a situation that we have a bunch of people out there right now that basically believe in this. Why? Now, how about the ones who are not brain-damaged or on fluoride or et cetera? Why do they believe this? Well, the American population, and Austin talked about this the other day, you know, we have a capitalistic nature about us. We want to succeed. We want to thrive, and we want to be focused towards accomplishing a goal. Okay, that's how we were trained. We were trained to go out and produce, you know, make money, create value, create products, and basically living in a capitalistic society. Now, the capitalistic society, when you compare it with communism, it becomes an anathema. The, the two are mutually exclusive. They don't work unless you go into a fascist society in which the corporations are running the government and the government is running the corporations, but that kind of is a problem too because it gets rid of capitalism you know, in the aggregate. So we, the people of the United States, we want to succeed. We want to be what Zig Ziglar used to call good finders. We want to try to find something positive in every scenario. So what happens is when we have a person like who's a Pied Piper like Q, who wants to say, oh, look at me, look at me, look how great this is going to be. You know, we go, oh, wow, okay, here's a way out of this mess we're in. There you go. Do you hear me? Here's a way out of this mess we are in. And so people flock to it by the millions. And, you know, they, they, they really do because they don't want to believe that the United States is on the ash heap of history because we've been trained to be more positive than that. We really have been. You know, and we want to believe, and we do believe, that God's in charge and prayer still changes things. So we want to have the ability to go in and change the actual environment that we're living in. And if we have a person who basically says, oh, look at this. The Q guy is doing this. This is Donald Trump's real thing. Here's what he's doing. We want to believe that. And they understand that. Because remember, Edward Bernays, the father of advertising, Sigmund Freud's cousin, who was also a Sabbatanian Kabbalist, he was Luciferian, just like Freud was, they know how to control groupthink. They know how to give people false hope. They know how to manipulate the mind and manipulate the groupthink as far as what the general population in aggregate wants to accomplish. That's why they've used the Q-Psychop. That's why they've done it, guys. It's been done to us by our own government. It's been done to us by the Kabbalists who run our government. It's been done to us probably by our own CIA and our own FBI. Why? Because they want to take the majority of the population who basically are patriots and take them out of the fight. Say, hey, we're going to get these guys out. You know, these guys have 100 million guns. All right, that, that, that's going to be the piss, trying to get rid of 100 million guns. So let's just tell them that there really isn't going to be a fight, that Q is telling them that Trump's going to do all of this stuff, and we're all going to have the outcome that we want. All you have to do is trust the plan. Yeah, that's right. That's what they did to us, guys. Trust the plan. The problem is they lie continually. I mean, they're stupid stuff. They, 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 oh, this is going to happen now. We're going to have the arrest starting tomorrow. Nothing ever happens. Why? And then they say, oh, the arrest is going to be next week. And then that doesn't happen. Oh, the arrest is going to be next week. Oh, that doesn't happen. But it's the chance, the hope of it happening next week that people flock to. 
And that's the problem when you have false hope. And that's why I told you guys the other day, this is going to be a real issue for Christians in America who have followed the Q plan, who believe this was orchestrated by God, who were told this by prophets, who claim to be led by the Most High, as far as this is the plan that God has for us through Donald Trump. They don't want to let it go because they don't want to believe that we've fallen into this rut, this ditch that the United States has fallen into because of the central bankers, because of the Rothschilds, because of the bloodline families, because of the Federal Reserve, because of the Kabbalists. Oh, heaven forbid we talk about Kabbalists on any other show but this one. Heaven forbid we talk about the cult, the sex death cult that rules the world. Heaven forbid we talk about the altar stone and the temple on Jeffrey Epstein's island. Heaven forbid we talk about that, or that he was an employee of the cult country, Israel, who is ruled by the Rothschild Cabal, who were Sabbatane Kabbalists. Remember, Sabbatane Zevi in 1666 said he was the Jewish Messiah, and he said the only way they could resurrect their god, which they believe is Einsof, the serpent god, to basically create an energy field for this planet that's so negative that everything has to be turned upside down. Good is bad, bad is good, right is wrong. Everything has to be twisted, that's what the Bible says. It happened in the last days because of this cult. He basically converted to Islam because they told him he's going to be killed if he didn't. hundred years later, Jacob Frank came in and picked up the mantle of Sabbatain Zevi, and Jacob Frank is the one who brought the Rothschild banking cartel into the Sabbatain Zevi Kabbalist movement of worshiping Lucifer. This is how it happened, guys. And they've been doing that now since the 1700s. And they've been following this entire nonsense. And they've been pushing us to a new world order and a one world religion out of Tel Aviv, out of the Israeli Supreme Court, under Noahide laws. Now that's what's going on. So that's a horrible thing to even discuss what I just told you. It sucks. We can't believe they've done this. Isn't it easier to follow Q? Hmm? Isn't it easier to believe there's some underlying plan that they've told you about that Donald Trump's going to be the Messiah, the Savior? Isn't that easier than believing what I just told you? Well, yeah, it is. Of course it is. Because you don't want to believe the truth. Remember, the Bible says light is coming to the world, but the world has preferred the darkness. And this is what we have to understand, that unless we pray for God's revelation to be seen, unless we stay in the Word of God, unless we check what they say they're going to do, and if they don't do what they say they're going to do, then we discount them as for being a fraud. This is what we've done now in the United States with Q. Because they mix a whole bunch of truth in, which they do, with the lies, we believe the lies are true. It's set up that way, it's orchestrated that way as a psychological operation. So whenever they don't get something right, hey, they said this was true and it is right, so that we want to believe now the rest of what they're saying is true. Then they speak in riddles, which really irritates me. Let's speak in riddles so we can really confuse it, so we have everybody come up with another possible narrative. They must be laughing their heads off. They did this to us. You know, and that's why I never bought into it, because every time they said something, I thought, that ain't right. That can't be right. This is not going to happen. It, did, it didn't happen. But they always come up with new stuff. Well, this is the new plan, the new plan, the new plan. And that's why we are where we are. Because the truth is too difficult to believe and nobody wants to talk about it. That's just the fact. And we want hope. And even if it's a false hope, we believe is better than no hope. And see, the reality is, is that false hopes to me are absolutely awful. You've got to have hope in Jesus. He is the author. He is the finisher. He is the perfecter of our faith.
He's the one who's going to deliver us from all of this mess. He is. Because remember, we're not citizens of this planet. We're just passing through. We're citizens of heaven once we accept Christ. The problem that we have is we're trying to project our value system as being a Christian on that of the world. And guess what? They don't want that. They don't want to be spoken to about Jesus. They don't. Because they're too secular. They're into the weird stuff they're involved in. They don't want to find out that just maybe you don't want to be going to orgies all the time. Yeah, how about that? Maybe you don't want to be lying all the time or stealing all the time or killing all the time or committing adultery all the time. Maybe this is not okay to do any time. But they don't want to be told that. I saw that when I became a Christian back in 1979 in Tallahassee. I started talking to my friends about Jesus. They thought I was nuts. They thought I was absolutely nuts because, you know, we were all young college kids. They don't want to hear about Christ. Why? Because they had already fallen into the plan of the world, and the world is very seductive, and it had pulled them in, and they didn't want to learn more about what Jesus did for them and what he can do. And here's the biggest problem with Christianity today. That they don't, you don't have a real relationship with the true God, the true Most High God. You have a relationship with this quote-unquote artificial Jesus. Like I said, they've infiltrated the churches with an artificial Jesus who has a lot of good qualities and a lot of good points, but it's not the real Christ. And so they don't have the power that it comes to them from the infilling of the Holy Spirit because they don't have the real Jesus living in their heart because they've been taught from a secular church that this is how you're supposed to do it, and they don't understand that when you basically accept Jesus Christ, your life is supposed to change. You're supposed to pick up your cross daily and follow him. They don't get that. And see, it's all about name it, claim it, blab it, grab it, these big churches now, and they've been instrumental in how they've done this, and they've changed the very fabric of Christianity in the United States. But it has rendered the church ineffective, and that's the only chance we had of correcting this. That's why I say to you guys, I prayed for you this morning. And if we don't pray for one another and support each other and lift each other up and stay together as an aggregate body of Christ, it isn't going to change. I'm letting you guys know that now. If the country does not fall on its knees and ask God to forgive the country for the 70 million abortions, it isn't going to change. It's not. It's going to get worse and worse and worse. Now, we'll have pockets of resistance like you know the Ted Dawson Brower Show telling you guys the truth. And we'll continue to do this as long as we possibly can. But our website and our doggone archives have been hacked all week. We just told you at the beginning of the show. Because they know we're making a difference because we're out here telling the truth of what's happening. And nobody else wants to talk about the stuff that we talk about. And that's why so many other alt media basically shows are COINTELPRO. You know, I would really question any show that's telling you the Q narrative is real right now. But be honest with you, I would. I would question any of them. Because why would you possibly believe that when so much of what they said is not true? You know, if you're dating somebody and they start lying to you and you start catching them with lies over and over and over and over again, why would you marry them? Yeah, you better not because I guarantee it's not going to change. The same thing is true with Q. If they keep telling you stuff that's a lie over and over and over again, why would you keep dating them? Why would you keep listening to anything they have to say? That's the question. Why would you do that? So send this broadcast to all of your friends who believe in Q. And let them ask the questions. Where are the 175,000 sealed indictments going to be implemented? These people are going to be arrested. Why is Hillary Clinton still walking around breathing air along with Bill Clinton? Hmm? Ask yourself. I mean, I'm really honestly, 
You know, why, you know, why is that? Why has that happened? Well, because the entire thing's a circus clown act out of DC with scripted actors. That's the reason. Because they're manipulating you every way they can, including the use of Q. Austin, what do you think, bud? Oh, you nailed it on the head. I've, I've been dealing with this for years, years. I've been getting the emails to the contact form from some of them, a lot of good customers and listeners. And, you know, a lot of times I just didn't even respond to a lot of these emails with Q because I realized real quick, <clears throat> I said this before, is that there's no reason any of this stuff could be factual because nothing was proving otherwise. Meaning <clears throat> if it was going to work, and all this stuff was going to happen, why was Trump putting in all these CFR members? Why was he adding Gutlieb as head of the FDA? And the list goes online. I'm not going to reiterate it because it doesn't really matter anymore. But so it, all of my friends, all of our listeners, there reached a point in time, and I mean this sincerely, when you got to take the sunglasses off and say, okay, I see what's going on right now. i got to deal with this because false hope is incredibly dangerous. It's incredibly dangerous. It can paralyze you. It can cause you to no longer think the right way. It can cause you to be indecisive. And most of all, it can cause you to be unproductive and not doing what you're supposed to do as a patriotic American. And I'm not, I'm not trying to pick on anybody. I'm not trying to be mean. I apologize if it's coming across that way. I'm trying to be real direct with you. There reaches a point in time where you have to address false hope and say, okay, it's a garden of weeds. It can be made to look like a beautiful garden of flowers. But we have to go in and pull all of the weeds out, and we have to clean up the flower bed. And until you look at it and go, it's a garden of weeds, we have to fix it, instead of going, oh, you know what? the weeds are there to protect the other flowers. The weeds are going to go away eventually once all the other flowers bloom. And the, when the flowers bloom, all the weeds are going to die off and it's going to fix itself. We're not going to have to worry about it. You just got to, you got to trust the way it's going to work. Nature doesn't work like that. My friends, you have to sometimes get down in the trenches and pull the weeds and make it happen. Nobody's going to do it for you. The weeds aren't going to magically disappear. You can look at areas of the world, for instance, like Chernobyl, other areas that have been abandoned by civilization. And what happens to them? Buildings rot and decay. They fall down. Vines grow up over everything. Vehicles basically sink down in the mud and eventually are covered up by plants and weeds. Everything goes back to what it originally was. You can't sit there and say, well, guess what? If I take this car out here and I put it out in the sun for 10 years and I let it sit out in this field unprotected and I don't drive it in 10 years, it's going to be even nicer than it was right now because you gotta, you got to trust the plan. That's, that's what's going to happen. That's what we think is going to happen. It doesn't matter how much you speak it. It doesn't matter how much you pretend to believe it. It's not going to happen ever. That's where we are right now. This whole fake Q psychop that we have now been fully and totally exposed to isn't going to go away. So again, I encourage everybody, continue to wake up, get the truth out there, and continue to wake up other people. That has been one of the main reasons why they have tried to make everybody so divisive over the last year. All these things that normally would be so trivial have now become huge, huge topics because a lot of people just want to go along with it. You know, I yesterday... I went to our bank, downtown Auburndale. Been there for since I was, you know, 15, 16 years old on account there. 
And last year, all last year, when I went in there, you know, they got the plexiglass up now. They got the mask, they're wearing all the masks. And I've never worn a mask in there. Won't wear a mask. I mean, you guys know my stance on that. I'm not going to reiterate it. I've been very clear on my stance on that. But I go in there, and I one of the tellers there is a real nice girl. I asked her. I had to have her print off some statements from her real quick, so she was printing them off. One of the other ladies walks over to me. She goes, um, Austin, I'm going to need you to put a mask on and hands me a mask. And I said, okay. So I took the mask, and I held it in my hand. I just I held it in my hand, and I set it on the counter. And then the girl that was helping me, still getting the stuff together, and then the other girl goes, well, Austin, you need to put this on. I said, no, no, sorry. I'm, I'm not going to put it on. And she goes, well, it's it's new rules now. You have to wear it inside the bank. And I said, I looked around. I said, I'm the only person in the bank currently besides you two nice ladies. The only person in the bank. Look around. Not a single person in the bank. You have plexiglass in front of you, and you're wearing a mask. I'm not sick. I'm not going to wear a mask. On top of that, I have a medical exemption by a signed doctor. You cannot tell me you're going to refuse service at a bank due to the American Disabilities Act. And she goes, you're absolutely right about that. So what I'm going to ask you to do is is go to another branch that has a drive through because we no longer have a drive through here. I said, you're telling me I've been here for 16 years, the last year of which I've never worn a mask once, and now suddenly you're going to tell me I have to go to a drive through on the entire other side of town to print off a statement because you want me to wear a mask. And she goes, well, I don't, I don't, you know, Austin, blah, blah, and starts, you know, trying to, you can tell she's getting flustered. And so finally the statements came forth. I said, you guys have a fantastic day. I grabbed the mask and I threw it right down in the trash can right in front of them. And I walked out. You guys have a good time. And I left. Now, is it going to go well next time I go in there? Probably not. It's going to have another giant brouhaha every time I go in there now. But here's the thing. At what point in time do we stop living in fairyland and wake up and say, okay, this is what's going on. This is a garden of weeds. I have to pull the weeds. I have to put in the work. I have to stand up and get it done. At what point in time do we go, there's nobody in the bank but me. You have plexiglass and masks. I'm not sick. I'm not going to wear a mask. And this is what they're continually doing, my friends. This is why the mask, and I was so adamant about them last year. This is one of the main reasons now, as we see, that they put those into place and they've implemented this. It's to cause division among everybody. You have the mask wearers and the non-mask wearers. You have the people that are saying, no, absolutely not. I'm not a dog. I'm not putting a muzzle on. And then you have the individuals that go, I'm just going to go along with it. And there's two factions now, and they're becoming a feud. It's becoming a huge, huge conflict in this country over something so idiotic, over a topic that we know does not work. We know that pneumonia, bacterial pneumonia, has skyrocketed now. We know by research studies, including in Norway or Denmark, the randomized controlled study, that masks do not stop the spread whatsoever. We know from research studies back from four, five and six years ago that masks do not stop the spread of the flu. But yet, you have people trying to mandate them now. And it's going to get worse. And I talked to a friend of mine. He said the reason why well, they're doing this in banks. He goes, they're FDIC insured. They're federally backed. He goes, and now Biden signed this thing in. So they're getting prepped. They're getting ready. They're planning on doing this. He goes, same thing I told you guys before. HSBC, remember, 
They've already said that if you don't wear a mask in their lobby in the UK of the HSBC banks, that they will shut down your account. Say, sorry, we're shutting your account down now. Now, is that going to happen here in the United States? No, I don't think it's going to reach that level yet. Yet. (laughs) But we will see. We've seen City and all Chase and all these other banks completely and totally cut out gun sellers. You guys have seen that now. Make it very difficult for gun sellers to have any type of virtual terminals. These guys have fought back and forth all the way. They're slowly purging. There is no Q movement. There is a patriot movement that has to stand up and understand if it is to be, it's up to us. You guys remember back in 2009, there was a list that got leaked. And it was showing that the Missouri State Highway Patrol, if you guys remember this, was under orders to suspect conservative motorists of domestic terrorism. And they listed state troopers as far as suspicions of vehicles with Ron Paul bumper stickers and other paraphernalia associated with constitutional campaign for liberty and libertarian parties. You guys remember this back in 2009. They said be on the lookout for those kind of vehicles. And this is why I pretty much pulled all those decals off my vehicles years ago now. I had a sheriff buddy that told me that. I used to have a bunch of gun stickers on my truck. He goes, man, I highly suggest you take those off. I said, I'm I'm proud Second Amendment supporter. He I know you are, and I'm right there with you. I stand right beside you. He said, but the problem is they're going to start profiling you. They start looking at stuff, and you start getting some of these hardcore leftist communists that are in law enforcement, especially you start driving out of state. You drive into some of these real blue counties. They start seeing you driving around with an AR-15 decal or a Second Amendment decal on your window. They're going to pull you over and harass you. Secondly, they also know you have a firearm in the car. They already know you have a firearm in the car. Thirdly, they're going to be a lot more prone to get edgy with you if something happens because they already know what you're about. He goes, and then fourthly, you also take the risk of future issues with red flag issues. He goes, say you cut somebody off. You hack them off. All of a sudden, they call 911 and say, dude, somebody just cut me off. They're waving a gun around the car. I can't tell what kind of gun it is, but it's definitely a gun. They just brandish a gun. All of a sudden... Law enforcement shows up. Now, granted, you never branched a gun. You never pulled a gun. You never did anything. You just cut them off and drove off. And all of a sudden, law enforcement pulls you up. They got your tagging number. They come up and say, you know, Mr. Mr. Smith, you uh, you got a phone call in. You're basically waving a gun around somebody, cutting them off traffic. And you go, I did, and I never did that. Well, do you have a gun in the vehicle, sir? Well, well, yeah, I do. I have my pistol with me. You do have a pistol on you. So I'm going to need you to step out of the vehicle right now. And it goes that sideways that fast. So I'd be very careful what type of vehicles, you, as far as what type of decals you put on your vehicles. Now, going back to what I said from 2009, now a new MIAC report is from just released now is appearing to take shape as we're starting to see that patriots and conservatives are now being directly targeted. If you guys saw the interview that the former CIA director John Brennan just did on Inauguration Day, it's very troubling. And he said that Biden's intel agencies are moving in laser-like fashion to try to uncover as much as they can about the pro-Trump insurgency, which supposedly attracts religious extremists, racists, bigots, and even libertarians. I kid you not. This is what they're saying now. They're now saying that they now have to look into this as domestic terrorism from Trump supporters is the number one terror threat in our country. Now, all of our listeners, all of our friends know that can't be any further from the truth. I mean, you can't even, you can't even beyond try to make that up and make that legitimate, especially after what we saw last year, but it doesn't matter. 
If they continue to put this out on CNN and they continue to talk about it, we are again going to become even more divided. This is the narrative. And this is what I told mom and dad yesterday. I was over, I stopped by their house yesterday. And I said, it's so troubling because there's 330 million of us. And even if just 10%, even 5%, you know, 15, 16 million of us stood up and said, no, absolutely not. We're done. And then you had another 5 or 10% say, well, they're doing it. They're standing up. They're not wearing masks. They're not shutting down their business. They're not going along with the narrative. We're not either. you got 30 million. Another 5, 10% say the same thing. You know, guys, look, they're making a difference. They're standing together. They're arm in arm. they got 50 million Patriot Americans now that are saying no. They can't hang us all, my friends. There's too many of us. But the problem is we're becoming so divided on so many sections that it's turning into complete and total catastrophe. And it's exactly what Dad just said. He was so right about it. We have to get back to our biblical roots and stand our ground for what we know to be true on this. And the longer that we allow our children to be indoctrinated in these communist camps that we call school systems now, the longer that we sit back and allow transgender studies to be promoted to five and six-year-olds, the longer that we continue to promote and allow abortions and full-term abortions like in New York and continue to support those states that continually promote that, it's not going to stop. Because why in the world are we going to get a reprieve? Why in the world are we going to make a difference if we can't even stand up for the basic biblical principles this country was founded on? How can we do that? We're all going to be divided on everything now. And so again, I encourage everybody, I encourage you, continue to talk to people. Continue to encourage one another, especially supporting your patriot friends, your patriot businesses, your businesses and companies that are saying, no, we are not going to go down like this. We are going to stand up. We are going to keep our business open. Up there like the Atlas Gym. They now, he put out an article yesterday, this was so interesting, about the research study that basically was released now that everybody's been essentially talking about. The mainstream media has refused to cover it. The review report from Corman Drosten, Eurosurveillance 2020, and it had a ton, a ton of people that have co-sponsored it. And it's an extensive review that's been officially submitted to the Eurosurveillance editorial board at the end of November and closing the report on the what's going on with the PCR test. And it went in detail, and it said basically if there is anything now, that people need to understand the probability that said person is actually infected with a positive PCR test is less than 3%. Meaning the probability that the said result is a false positive is 97%. That means out of 100 positive cases, 97 of them are false positives and there's something else going on with their body. Meaning they have the flu or they have pneumonia or they have some type of other viral exposure and it's showing up as a COVID test. 97% false positive in this review now that's gone out in Europe. My friends, 
everything we're being told is a lie for the most part from the mainstream media. Continue to get the truth out there. Sign up for our free weekly newsletter so we can get information out to you if something goes down with this podcast. You guys know we try to communicate the best we can. Continue to get the truth out there. Forward our show. If you can't forward our show or you feel like we're too aggressive on topics, I get that sometimes. I get it. But this is how this is what has to be said. Then forward the links. We have the show links to articles, the different research studies on our website. Every single day we post them up there. Please, we all have to do this together right now and get the truth out there. Tell people you do not have to live in a spirit of fear. Bump up your vitamin C, your zinc, and your D3. Live your life. Enjoy your life. Run your business. Continue to live freely like free men in a constitutional republic. I can't stress that anymore. So again, I appreciate the support that we all have from our, our listeners. Thank you for supporting us. Thank you for supporting your local businesses, your small businesses that are trying to make it through and standing up for your rights and promoting truth and freedom. Thank you for supporting all of us on that. And then again, continue to stand up for your convictions and speak the truth, Dad. What do you think? I think that's excellent, Austin. You're absolutely right. And again, thank you for supporting Health Masters. Thank you for getting your multiple vitamins and your deodorant from us and your toothpaste from us. All that stuff makes a big difference if you're buying it anyhow, so you might as well support us if you can. Thank you for that. I really, really appreciate it. I mean that from the bottom of my heart. We need to realize here real quick that you know these infectious disease experts are now saying, even in the U.K., that the lockdowns are not working, that we're having more and more people getting infected with supposedly positive coronavirus tests. Well, some of these tests are being done 30 and 40 times on the same individual to get a positive test. It simply doesn't work. They're a complete and total lie. But now they're saying that the lockdowns aren't working in the U.K., and now they're realizing there's a big problem. It's funny how they're getting this lockdowns not working as soon as Biden gets into office, which I thought I'd mention that kind of interestingly enough. But also we need to understand one other thing. I, want, I, I, I talked about this the other day, and I want to just kind of summarize it again. Because this is what they're doing with the masks. This is what they're doing with the lockdowns. This is what they're doing by making us wear a Star of David. Now, wait a minute. You say, what does that mean, Ted? Back in Nazi Germany, there was so much persecution against the Jews because, you know, Samuel Untermeyer declared war on Germany in 1933, you know, financially, that by 1938, the people really, really were angry at the Jews. This was all being done to push the development of Israel and taking Palestine away through the Balfour Declaration that had been done over 20 years earlier, and they were trying to force this formation of Israel. Now, what they didn't expect to have happen is the German people basically wanted the Jews to leave, and so a lot of the Jews who had money, they left in 1933, 34, 35, 36, 37, 38. Well, what also happened is Hitler got more and more power in Germany. He started becoming more draconian in his lockdown efforts as far as people who did not support the Third Reich. Now, my parents were there. My mom was there. My, my relatives that are still there tell me these same stories. And what they would do is they would go to the Jewish people or to the Christian couples or whatever who were not supporting you know, Hitler properly in the beginning, and they'd say, well, we need to go ahead and relocate you. All right? Because we don't want you being a, how should I say, uh, you know, going in and sabotaging our industry. So we're going to send you to a different city. This is where the Warsaw Ghetto and a lot of other things came from. And what they would do is they would basically take these people and they would concentrate them into one area. Now, when they got concentrated into an area, it wasn't like they got on a cattle car at the local train station. They didn't do that. 
They got to bring their luggage, and they got to get on a passenger train, and they got to go to another terminal, maybe 100, 200 miles away. And after that terminal, they got to go to another terminal. And while the time they got to that third terminal, in some cases, sometimes it was the second terminal, all of a sudden they were taken off the fancy passenger trains. Their luggage was no longer with them and had been seized. And now they were being pushed onto the cattle cars to be heading to the concentration camps or to the work camps. It's that very subtle difference that I wanted to point out to you today. They didn't think they were going to get on a cattle car to start with. They didn't think they were going to be going to a concentration camp where it would be slave labor and they were going to basically be worked to death. They didn't think that just because they opposed Adolf Hitler, whether they were Christian or Jewish or Gypsy or anybody else, that they were going to be taken away and basically forced to work 18 hours a day and given fluoride so they'd be servile and infertile. Nobody saw that coming. And then the Jewish ones who basically were sent out, they were even encouraged and told at that point, even before they were concentrated into different areas like, you know, Dachau, they were also required to wear a star, a Jewish star, so everybody knows that they were a Yuda, a Jew. And so this is how a government that is controlled by fascism or communism or whatever you want to call it, oligarchies, this is how it, it gradually morphs into something that you didn't think it was. And this is where we find ourselves right now. 25,000 troops in D.C. for an inauguration forced to wear masks, even at your local bank where you bar, where you basically keep your savings account or your business account. Forced to wear a mask when you go into a grocery store so you could feed your family. Now, like, guys, listen to me. A lot of you guys are forced to wear masks at work. I get these emails all the time. And I understand that. And if you have to wear a mask to go to work, I recommend you get one of those clear shields, one of those plexiglass shields, so you don't end up with bacterial pneumonia, if they'll allow you to do that at work. Get a clear plexiglass shield that hooks on the top of your head and close it down over your face so you can still breathe and get O2. Because if you allow them to fire you and now you can't pay your bills, what have you done? It gets worse and worse and worse until you're on the last train to Auschwitz. Right? You know, you're basically getting on the cattle car. So you don't want to do that. We've got to resist this with everything in our bodies. And I feel sorry for people that are forced to wear masks at work. I really do. I mean, it's horrible. You know, where you're either going to wear a mask or we're going to fire you. And you're like, but I don't want to wear a mask. Well, then we're going to fire you. You know, that's, that's, it gives all kinds of rights that we have supposedly in the Constitution that God gave us. We can't be forced to do things like that. But apparently, they've decided they can force us to do that. So all of you who have to wear a mask, I understand that. And we're not saying that you shouldn't do that. What we're saying is try to get a plexiglass shield if they'll allow you to do that so you don't have to breathe your own recycled air over and over and over again. Continue to discuss it with your management, not to the point where they get mad at you and want to get rid of you, but say, look, why is this necessary? Why are we having to do this? This isn't okay. Give them the research studies that we have posted on the Health Masters website, the one, like the one Austin just talked about. Print it up, give them a copy of it, say, hey, they don't work, the masks don't work, here's why. And just try to your best from a grassroots movement to get the people to understand. Now, here's one of the problems you run into if you're working for a national company and the edict has come down from their boardroom. And the boardroom basically says, oh, by the way, everybody's going to wear a mask. Well, yeah, well, we don't want to do that. We don't care because you're going to do what we tell you you're going to do. Now, that's another problem that you run into because even if you get mad at the person who's working with you, they can't help it. They're pretty much stuck 
they're stuck as far as having to dissipate the information that came from above them down to you. So don't get all mad at them if it came from higher above. That's like the girls in the bank yesterday that I told Austin last night. I said, they're just following what they were told to do. They don't want to lose their job either. But see, this is how tyranny starts. They start passing laws and passing unlawful edicts and forcing you to do things that you don't want to do until finally you find yourself, like I said, on that last train to Auschwitz. Now, I want to talk about Barbara Jacobs Rothstein. Okay? She's just basically, she was nominated by President Jimmy Carter to a new seat on the United States District Court for the Western District of Washington, created by 92 Stat 1629. She was confirmed by the United States Senate in 1980 and received her commission the same day. She served as chief judge from 87 to 94. Now, what's interesting about her is she's basically the one now that's preventing power from going back on the Amazon Web Services. Now, if you get some background on her, and we've talked about this repeatedly, about how so many of the Jewish folks, and she is Jewish, who basically came over here with a communist mindset were the Jews that basically immigrated from Russia, and her parents immigrated from Russia. There you go. And so she has this socialist mindset that was indoctrinated and ingrained in her as a young child. So Austin said something earlier. He said, you can't put your children, if at all possible, into the political systems of the schools now that are going to indoctrinate them into transgender beliefs, etc. He's absolutely right. People are always asking me, you know, how in the world did you raise Austin to be like this? How have you raised your other kids to be like this? We homeschooled them. We homeschooled them. We took them to church every Sunday. We had them in Sunday school, and we did Bible studies with them. We had them memorize scripture, and we trained our children in the way that they should go. And when they're old, they'll not depart from it, is what the Word says. You've got to allow yourself to be trained properly. This Rothstein, this Barbara Rothstein, Barbara Jacob Rothstein, you look her up on Wikipedia. She was trained in the way of the communists by her parents. And there she goes right now saying, oh no, they don't have to host your server. This is the problem that we have. We have these extremely liberal judges, whether they're Jewish or Protestant or Catholic. If they're extremely liberal and they're on the benches or on the boards, it makes it difficult to get things done. Just remember that. That's why it's so important to monitor your local elections and make sure you put the right people in the right places from a local place, starting with your township, then with your county, then with your state. Guys, I love you. I appreciate you. It's been a wild week of shows. And just remember, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Prayer still changes things. And we've got to stand and know that we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. And we've got to stand in the gap for all of those who simply don't know what to do and who are scared. Continue to pray for them. I love you guys. Have a wonderful weekend. I'll let Austin close up, and I'll talk to you guys tomorrow, uh, Monday. Yes, absolutely. And that's great information he put out there with the uh, the face shields. Because at least with the face shields, if, it, if you have to do it for work, and most places now are allowing this, it most works from what I've seen due to the American Disabilities Act. The thing about the face shields that I like better, at least, I mean, for what they are, is A, you don't lose facial expressions. You can still actually talk to people. You can actually hear people. And the biggest thing to me is you don't recirculate your CO2. So he's spot on about that. If you're dealing with that at work, if you're fighting with that and you're having issues with it, like Dad said, constantly bring it up, not to a point to where you're going to get fired over it, but do your best to try to say, listen, you know, I'm, I'm having serious lung issues, and that's a fact. 
bacterial pneumonia is not a joke. That's a serious problem that's happening now due to these masks. Let me wear a face shield. At least I will be compliant because they've said that in most cases. I told you guys I did that in Miami. Even though I was very uncompliant about it. I put it on top of my head like a top hat. Looked silly, but I did it to prove a point because <laughs> I would not wear a mask in the lobby. And sure enough, they were okay with it. I mean, it was one of those things where it was like, just just do it and get out of our hair. And so I'm wearing it like a you know top hat, which is pretty ridiculous. But again, that's that's me. You guys know I'm very uncompliant with a lot of this, and it's just how I am. But again, if you have working issues with it, and you have these mandates at work, do the face shield if they will allow you to do so. If people start doing that, it's going to change the entire fabric because at least you can communicate, at least you can see other people's facial expressions, and at least you're not recirculating your CO2 and increasing bacterial uptake in the lungs. Really, really great info we had. And so again, if you guys need anything, be sure to check our website out, healthmasters.com. I've gotten a lot of emails. I'm still trying to update everybody. Everybody's you know, been asking me questions about what's happened. You guys pretty much know what's happening. If you listen to the show, you see it. If you guys need anything, we got multiple kits and specials on the website, including the Basic Healthy Lifestyle Kit and the Virus Protection Kit, the C, the D, and the Zinc, and one kit for 15% off on the website at healthmasters.com. And be sure to check out the product of the week, the Cortisol Buster. Turn it into one of our all-time favorite products. I love it. Really helps out, especially at night when you've had, you know, one of those days when you're in constant conflicts with people, which that pretty much is my life right now. And uh, really helps you sleep better at night, rest better, get a better night's sleep, and really reduce the cortisol. So be sure to check it out on sale right now. It's product of the week, healthmasters.com. Thank you. Have an awesome weekend. Thank you for the support. I'm beyond Hagman tonight. If you want to check that out, have a blessed, safe awesome weekend. We'll talk to you on this show Monday as always.